Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. Well, welcome back, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well today. We want to continue our series of podcasts called Fresh Beginnings, New Disciplines. Our goal in this series is to add disciplines to our lives that either haven't been there or haven't been there like they should be. And we started this at the beginning of the year because that's what a lot of people do when a new year changes. They begin these things called New Year's resolutions and everyone's talking about them for the first week or two of the new year and then people stop talking about them because they lose those disciplines. Well, as Christians, we want to add new disciplines and we want to continue talking about them and continue keeping those new disciplines. And so we're going to continue this series at least for a few more weeks. This past Sunday, we spoke about the promises of God the promises of God. And it was an interesting lesson because we find out there's an amazing few, amazing promises. I would even say more than a few, several dozens of amazing promises that come specifically to those who are willing to go all in for Jesus Christ. And so we spoke about the amazing promises. We also spoke about the condition to those promises and that all the promises had the same condition. Obey the commandments of our Lord Jesus Christ. Every single promise that we looked at, and I believe every single promise you'd find in Scripture, all come with the same condition. Love and obey the Lord. As long as we love and obey the Lord, every single promise is ours. And the Scripture says they would be yes and amen for us. Every promise is ours, as long as we're all in for Jesus Christ. And I want to talk about both knowing and remembering the commandments today as a new discipline. Knowing the commandments remembering the commandments, and then striving to obey those commandments. I guess it would be a three-pronged effort to the commandments, knowing, remembering, and obeying. And they kind of go in that order. I don't really think you can jumble those up. You have to know them, you have to remember them, and then you have to strive to obey them. It's interesting that in every relationship, uh, especially when it's between a man and a woman, and every job, that there's a learning that takes place before we're actually doing what we properly should do inside that relationship or inside that job. We have to learn. I remember a job I took uh, when I moved out to Michigan in 2008. I worked at Starbucks for one month. And the reason I only worked there for a month is because, for whatever reason, the people who hired me refused to train me. (laughs) They didn't show me how to make one single coffee drink. So I literally knew nothing about the job that was of being a barista. I knew how to clean tables and you know, squeegee the windows and take out the trash and wash dishes. But I was hired to be a barista. And for some reason, which I still don't understand, they refused to train me. They didn't have the time or didn't make time to train me. And so I didn't know how to make one coffee drink. And that was a very frustrating thing because I was hired to be a barista and I, and I properly couldn't act like a barista. And I was frustrated the employees. I frustrated the customers. I, I was frustrated myself because I wasn't properly trained. In every job and in every relationship we have, there's a learning that has to take place. For us to do that job or have that relationship in a successful way, and for relationships, we have to learn in order to love our significant other properly, don't we? When I first started dating Janine and getting to know Janine, I had to learn about Janine and all the ways that she was similar and different to all those people I had dated before. I had to learn specifically about Janine, what she liked, what she was about, things that were important to her, things that she didn't like. And there was a learning process to that. There still is. I'm still learning about my wife. Same thing with jobs. Every job you're hired to, there's a, there's a training process, or there's supposed to be a training process, because we're supposed to learn how to best do our job so that we can do it properly. If we don't learn and we don't remember, 
then we won't be proper spouses and we won't be proper employees. And that's not going to go well. But once we learn, or as we learn, we're also supposed to implement what we learn into our job or our relationship. Both our job and both our relationship. After we've learned, while we learn, we're supposed to take what we've learned and then put that, implement that into our job and our relationship. And as Christians, you can confidently say that we are both in a relationship, a covenant relationship with the Lord. It's a long-term relationship, an eternal relationship that we have been called into. It's a glorious relationship. It's a relationship that should cause us to be very, very good Christians and very proper Christians because of all that we get and all that we avoid getting because of this relationship. But we've also been called, and I would maybe even use the word hired, to obey the Lord. We've been called or hired to obey the Lord. So this is a relationship, and it's obvious all around Scripture that this relationship with Jesus is something that's personal and intimate, and it's not just an employee and a boss. But you can also say confidently by looking into Scripture that obedience isn't a suggestion. He uses the word commandments. Because although we're in a relationship with our Lord, we have to remember he's still God. He's still God. And that means he's above us. That means that we are his servants and he is the master. And, and obedience isn't optional. And once we understand that we're both in a relationship and that he's God and we are supposed to obey him, then it's going to become important to us. And I hope it is important to us. And I hope while you're listening to this, you're nodding your head going, yes, of course we should obey him. I, I, there should be any disagreement to that at all because scripture speaks so clearly about it. The passage in Deuteronomy 11 that I want to bring up to sort of highlight what we're talking about today is, is a passage that follows the giving of the Ten Commandments. Most of us know the giving of the Ten Commandments happens in Deuteronomy and in Exodus passages like that. And, and after Jesus gives, excuse me, God gives the commandments to the Israelites, he says this sort of really important, significant, and familiar passage in Deuteronomy 11, which I believe most of us have heard, but I want to read it and think about it and use it in our podcast today as we talk about a new discipline of learning, remembering, and obeying the commandments. This is what it says in Deut Deuteronomy 11, following the giving of the Ten Commandments. God says, You shall therefore lay up these words of mine in your heart and in your soul, and you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall teach them to your children, talking of them when you are sitting in your house, and when you are walking by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates, that your days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give them, as long as the heavens are above the earth. I think many of us at least have heard that passage before. It follows the giving of the Ten Commandments, and God is basically telling the people, don't forget. Remember what I have taught you. Remember what I have spoken to you today. They are as important as anything you will ever hear. And so he tells them to do a few things. He tells them to teach them to their children, to write them places, to put them all over their house, to put them as frontlets of their eyes so they, they can't avoid seeing them and remembering them so that they can obey them because obeying the commandments of God is crucial to this relationship and to this calling that we've been given. And this past Sunday, we looked at these promises that God gives his people. And these promises, as we looked at, and if you want to listen to that sermon, you can. It's on our website, wyomingvalleychurch.org. 
But we looked at that sermon and, and we spoke about the condition to the promises, that the promises are only available, only promised to those who are willing to obey the commandments of the Lord. And again, that might sound weird, like, man, why would God put any condition to his promises? Why not just give them to us and let us use them and apply them any way we want? And as we spoke on Sunday, we reminded ourselves that God gave us these commandments so that we could glorify him with, not so that we can live selfishly or greedily for lusts and desires upon the earth. That's not why these promises are given to us. They're given to us so that we can love our Lord and stay in this covenant relationship he's given us. And so there is a condition to these promises, and the promises don't come without the condition being met. But the condition is, is quite simple and straightforward. It's simply obey. Obey the commandments. Number one, because you should love the Lord and you want to obey him. And that should be clear and constant for every single Christian. I want to obey you, Lord. B, it's because it's not optional. These are commandments from your God. And once you understand that this is how we love the Lord, and once you understand that this, these are commandments and they're not optional, then the next thing we should do is, is, is begin the process of obeying those commandments. But it's quite honest and quite... Um, obvious that we can't obey God's commandments if we don't know them. And we can't obey them unless we remember them. Isn't that true? If we don't obey, excuse me, if we don't know the commandments of God, how can we obey them? We can't. That's, that's obvious. That's a silly statement to make, but it's true. It's obvious. And we also can't obey the commandments if we don't remember them. So once we learn them, if we don't remember them, if we forget them, there's no way we will obey those commandments. And and I know that's pretty obvious, but for some reason in the Christian life, that, that gets muddied up and we just expect to sort of fall into obedience. Like if I just read my Bible, if I just go to church, I'm going to be this automatic, on track, on fire Christian. But you don't find that in scripture. You find things like strive to obey and strive to enter and, you know, putting effort and work and energy in, into this investment so in order to obey, we have to learn, just like we said about every relationship and every job, there's a training process, but we also need to remember. So I'm going to list this process, what I believe is, is five very simple steps, that if we want to obey the commandments and we want to love our Lord, if we want to stay in this healthy relationship with our God, and we want the promises of God, we got to obey the commandments. And in order to obey the commandments, I think there's five steps to doing this properly. And I'm just going to list these right now. And then we'll close on one little passage today. Number one, to obey the commandments, number one, we've already stated it, you have to learn. You have to listen and learn from God and from Jesus. And I know that seems so obvious, like maybe it doesn't even need to be stated, but we live in a we live in a weird world where everything is a shortcut. And everything is a, a soundbite and an, a little article and a tweet and, and things like that. And we've gotten lazy. Honestly, we've gotten lazy in the Christian life and, and we, we sort of expect to be nourished by taking these little godly vitamins along our way instead of doing what the old saints would have done where they just sit before the feet of Jesus for countless hours and maybe even days and just let the Lord teach and, and listen to him because he's the master and we're the student. And we need to regain that discipline. That's another discipline we need to work on is, is sitting before the Lord and, and putting the clock away putting our phone away, putting all distractions away and say, I'm going to listen. I have to obey these commandments. They are my duty as a Christian. And if I don't learn from Jesus, if I don't listen to Jesus, everything gets thrown out the window. So we need to learn the art of sitting before the Lord and 
focusing with whatever time is needed to do that. And we really do have a short time uh, attention span today where we can only handle a 20, 30-minute sermon or 15-minute devotional or 10 minutes of prayer before we're kind of bored and we kind of need to move on to something different. But we've got to learn and listen from Jesus if we are going to obey him properly. And that's an obvious step, but it's a very important step. If we don't sit before the feet of Jesus, we don't listen and let him instruct us and, and pay very close and careful attention to his words, there's not a chance that we will obey. And if we don't obey, everything will go away. Our relationship with God will go away. Our promises will go away. Our eternal security will not be there because there's no way we can say we're following Jesus if we don't obey him. So number one is listen and learn from Jesus. That's step number one. Number two is also important, meditate. And I don't mean that modern day meditation where we're sitting on a bed of nails and we're going, oh, <laughs> nothing weird like that. What, what it means to meditate is it simply means to spiritually digest, to think about, to consider, to sort of wrestle with in your mind what Jesus has just taught you. It really is another lost art. We have lost the art of meditation and prayer. Pray over what we have learned. That, that's part of this meditation process where God has just instructed us. We've just learned and listened and something was very clear. He said something very clear, but he also said something that sounded a little cryptic and we weren't exactly sure what he meant by that. And that's what meditation is supposed to do. We're, again, supposed to sit before the Lord in thought and in prayer and consider what it means. What did he just say? What does it mean? And, and how do I implement that into my life? Instead of going, yeah, 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 yada, 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 I understand, I understand, I understand. And there's a lot of the parts of the Word of God where we really need to meditate in order to understand it properly. And as a minister, I do that for my people. I don't just get up and start spewing knowledge. I meditate on what I just studied. And I think and I consider what I just heard. Because I have to give this to my people, and those people need to understand what it means and that's why pastors and preachers are, do what they do is so that we can all understand what the Lord meant by what he said. So step two is meditate. We can't jump over that. We can't just listen and learn and begin to obey. We have to think about what it means, what it looks like, what it would mean if we didn't obey. All kinds of things need to be considered and maybe even discussed with our church people, our pastors, our friends, our family members, because this is a really important process. Step one is listen and learn. Step two is meditate and pray. Step number three is what I'm going to call active remembrance. And I get this from this passage in Deuteronomy 11 we just read where Jesus says, where the Lord says, you shall teach them to your children, talk of them when you are sitting in your house, when you are walking by the way, when you lie down, when you rise. And then he says, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates that the days and the days of your children may be multiplied in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers to give them. Basically, what the Lord is saying to us is, is do not allow yourself to forget. Now, forgetfulness, and we've said this before, is not a thing we often chide people for. It sounds very benign. Like when someone says, you know what, I, I know I had a meeting with you today, but it's simply, you know, I, I simply forgot. I just didn't cross my mind. I, I, you know, I meant to, but I forgot. It seems like something we're not supposed to, to chide people for um, because forgetfulness is one of those things we just all do. And I guess that's fine for, 
for small things, and maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but when it's something that's incredibly important, I mean, we've all known those sitcoms where the husband forgets the wife's anniversary or birthday, right? And he gets himself in hot water because, you know, you forget something small, that's no big deal, but you forget your wife's birthday? That's a big deal. And the wife will often, you know, get on the husband for that. And when we forget really important things, it's not okay. It's not okay. If I forget to feed my children, if I forget to take care of my children and my wife, if I forget to love them, if I forget to go to my job, if I forget to brush my teeth, I mean, anything you want to put there, it's something that is important. It's not okay. And so obeying the commandments of God is not okay. And in order to not forget, we need to do what I'm going to call active remembrance. We need to make sure that we remember. And the Lord is saying, listen, write them on frontlets, write them on the doorposts, write them on the gates. Make sure you see them. And I'm going to take that almost literally and say, listen, the commandments of God are so important. Maybe you should literally write them down and put them somewhere you will see it a lot. Maybe on the background of your phone, since you look at it a thousand times a day. Maybe on your mirror in your bathroom. Maybe in your car. Maybe all around your house. So that you literally can't help but see and think and meditate and remember those commandments. Because if we don't remember them, we will not obey them. I have taught many lessons, over a hundred lessons as a pastor already. And I'm going to be honest, I don't even know how many of my people remember do they remember one? Do they remember five? I don't even know. And that's a big problem today is we, we let it pass in one ear and out the other and we don't remember. And if we don't remember, everything is moot. It does not matter. We've all wasted our time unless we remember, actively remember what the Lord has taught us so that we can obey those things. So whatever system you want to use, that's sort of up to you. But I would say find a system to help yourself remember and then use it. And maybe use a friend, maybe use an alarm clock, maybe, again, write it down as many places as you can find so that you don't forget. Because forgetfulness is as bad as disobedience in this process. And disobedience equates disbelief. So step number one is listen and learn. Step number two is meditate and pray. Step number three is active remembrance. We have two steps left. Step number four is look for opportunities to obey. Once you've learned once you've meditated and you understand what it means, once you remember what the Lord has taught you, there's another step that's pretty important in the Word of God. James brings this up and many other passages do as well, that we gotta, we got to put our faith into action. That if we don't obey what we've learned, then it's just lip service. It's just words. It's, it's just thoughts and things rattling around our brain. It's not actually useful. So what you and I need to do once we learn, meditate, and remember, we need to actually look for opportunities to obey what he said. And I'll use my relationship with my wife there. Once I understand what my wife loves and what my wife needs, that's not enough, is it? I got to look around. I have to look around to her, her life and my life and say, how can I apply these to my relationship with Janine? How can I help her? How can I bless her? What does she need right now? What is she struggling with right now? Well, how can I come alongside of her right now and bless her? I have to look. If I'm not looking for opportunities, those opportunities are going to pass me by. And even if I know the commandments, even if I meditate and I understand what they mean, even if I remember them, if I'm not looking for opportunities and all those opportunities pass me by, I can't obey. And again, and if I can't obey, everything is moot. Nothing matters. So I need to look. I need to actively wake up every single day and say, okay, 
I belong to the Lord. This day was given to me for his purpose, for his service, for his kingdom. How can I obey what he's taught me? And I wish we did that. I wish we act, actively looked for opportunities to obey our Lord because then we would be true disciples. That's step number four. If we're listening and learning, if we're meditating and praying, if we're actively remembering, and if we're looking for opportunities to obey, step number five is very simple. Repeat. Repeat. If you're doing those four steps and you're doing them actively, faithfully, each and every day, which is going to take a while, that's going to take a process to listen, to meditate, to remember, and then to obey, that's, that's good. I mean, that's in fresh d- discipline that's going to take a good amount of discipline, a good amount of faithfulness. But once we start getting into a groove of that, and I hope we will, I pray that we will, because this is the point, then we simply repeat and we do it every single day. We don't just do it today and go, okay, I did it once and we're, I'm done. No, no, no. We do it every single day for the rest of our life because we are now on a path and a process of following our Lord Jesus. And this these five steps that I just gave you is following Jesus. This is what it looks like. To listen, to meditate, to remember, to obey, and then to repeat it every single day. That's what following Jesus is. That's what it looks like. We use that term a lot, but what does it mean? That's exactly what it means. And unless we obey the Lord Jesus Christ, we can neither claim that we love him, believe in him, And as we looked at on Sunday, we can't expect to experience any of his amazing promises. Everything goes away unless we obey the Lord Jesus Christ. If we don't obey him, we can't say we love him. If we don't obey him, we can't say we believe in him. And if we don't obey him, we will experience zero of his amazing promises that he wants for us. So following Jesus is so crucial. So crucial. I can't emphasize following Jesus enough because that is Christianity. And if we do not follow Jesus or we don't do it properly, here's a grave warning if nothing else is going to work. Because sometimes motivations work and sometimes fear works. And they're both in Scripture. If you and I don't follow Jesus by doing these five steps and we don't do it properly, we can expect Jesus to disown us on Judgment Day. When the Judgment Day comes and we stand before the Lord, There's a passage in scripture that is very grave and very weighty and very sobering, but it's very true. And I just want to end on this today because I want it to hit us. I want us to understand how important this process is of following our Lord. It comes from Matthew chapter 7, verses 21 to 23. And many of us are familiar with this passage, even though not not many of us actually like this passage. But Jesus says in Matthew 7, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But listen to this, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness." Wow. Now that is a weighty and sobering passage, but it's very clear what's happening here. There are people standing before the Lord and they're they're expecting him to open the gates of heaven for them, but he doesn't. And they're very confused because they think think themselves to be Christians. And so they're basically quoting a resume back back to Christ going, 
Jesus, you're a Lord. I called you Lord. Didn't I prophesy in your name? Didn't I cast out demons in your name? Didn't I do many mighty works in your name? I was very religious. To which Jesus says, I don't know who you are. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Now, this passage is puzzling because it looks like these people are religious people. These aren't idolaters and sexually immoral people that we know of. They're simply people who are religious. And Jesus says to them, I don't know who you are. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. How could he say that? And after wrestling with this for some time, this is what I think he's saying is, you didn't get those things from me. You got them from religion. You got them from family background. You looked at others and thought what they were doing was important, but you didn't listen to my words. I never told you to prophesy in my name. I never told you to cast out demons in my name. I never commanded you to do generally mighty works in my name. None of those line up with my commandments. And you're saying that you followed me? If you followed me, you would have known my commandments. I made them so clear. I listed the word commandments so many times in scripture so that you could not miss it. And you're standing before me today having disregarded the commandments and you're trying to call me Lord and it doesn't work. I don't know who you are. And you clearly don't even know who I am because if you knew me, you would love me. And if you loved me, you would obey me. And if you obeyed me, then clearly you followed me. And because you didn't and you just applied any religious code to your life, I don't know you, you don't know me, I disown you, and I consider you a worker of lawlessness, which means a person acting as if there is no law. And the commandments are our law. And yes, I guess this has a different tone today, a more heavy tone, but I want us to understand the new discipline of knowing the commandments, remembering the commandments, and striving to obey those commandments because this process is crucial. Everything good comes to us through the condition of following our Lord Jesus and obeying him. And if we don't, by missing out on these steps, if we don't listen and learn, if we don't meditate and pray, if we don't actively remember, if we don't look for opportunities to obey, and then we don't repeat those things, we won't follow the Lord, we won't obey him, which means we don't love him. And we don't believe in him. And if we don't love and obey the Lord Jesus Christ, we are those people standing before him on, in Matthew 7 saying, Lord, Lord, let us in. And the Lord says, I don't know you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. And that's, that's grave and it's weighty. But I want us to understand that we need to practice this new discipline of learning remembering and striving to obey the commandments of Jesus Christ because it is so crucial. And I hope you can hear my tone today because this is something I've messed up for a long, long period of my life and I'm just seeking to implement these new disciplines into my life even as a pastor. I'm still working on this. I would encourage you to get started in this process if you haven't already because although it sounds very simple and very non-romantic, it's exactly what following Jesus looks like according to the word of God, and you can trust it, you can bank on it, and you can know that when you obey, you both love the Lord and you both believe the Lord. And I hope that would encourage you today to get active in knowing, remembering, and striving to obey the commandments because this is exactly what the Lord wants, exactly what he asked for, exactly what he demands, and exactly what he's going to expect to find at Judgment Day from our lives. May that be an encouragement to you. Get out there and obey the Lord for his glory. And I thank you for tuning in. Many blessings.
Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.